Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to episode 149 of Courts at Indiana podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined by Kyler Staley. Kyler, week two went a little bit better. Yeah, volley, yeah, it did. From a, uh, at yeah, least from, a, from a functionality standpoint, it definitely did. Yeah, I thought it, thought it went okay. I mean, a lot better than week one, but I mean, I, I mean, I think we did all right. I don't think there was any too big hiccups from no. what I can remember. No, not at all. Not at all. Um but how was your week? It's it's it was good. Um, it's been busy, uh, just for you know, my full time job and everything. But um, you can definitely you get that feeling in the air. Basketball is right around the corner, and like mm-hmm. especially with college basketball coming up soon, and me doing a lot with IU right now and stuff like that. You can just tell it's it's in the air and it's it's exciting but busy all at the same time. Yeah. Well, when we were recording this Wednesday afternoon, and NBA started last night, got a chance to watch both games. And both the games that were on uh, TNT and, and you know, at least the, I don't know, I thought both games were competitive. I fell asleep in the third quarter of the, the end of the third quarter of the Warriors-Lakers game. That, yeah, that's... I, uh, I, I, uh, I mean, me being a big Lakers fan, it's hard to, you know, Are stay you up at night, especially yeah. when they're, they're so, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for this year. Um, hopefully they can turn things around, but. Um, it's early, so hopefully they can find some pieces that work for this team yeah, because I'm tired of being mediocre. As currently constructed, their ceiling's pretty average. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think their floor is high. I think, you know, if they stay healthy, they'll they'll make the playoffs, but at least the play-in part. Yeah, I mean, that, you, that's where they're projected right now. The NBA is so deep right now. It's incredible. It's it's The games are fun. I'm looking forward to tonight. Pacers play tonight. Then I'm going to watch Dallas and Phoenix play each other. That should be a good game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm kind of a bind in on the Timberwolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves bandwagon right now. <laughs> they Gobert, should be a good team. Yeah, I think I Gobert mean, and and uh, and Cat Carl Anthony Towns will 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 be a good Twin Towers. I think that uh, uh, Towns will solve a lot of Gobert's playoff issues because he's a much better rim protector. So is Jaden McDaniel than what Gobert played with in Utah. Yeah. So I I think that um I don't know, it's gonna be you're gonna see some teams adjust and start to go back big again. Yeah. I mean no. I love a dominant front court, especially when you got a four that can stretch the floor. Yeah. Um, well that's uh, Cleveland did that last year with Mobley. That's you yeah know, they, they did. Yep. They they talk about small ball and playing one big and all that. The 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 issue isn't this this is across all levels. The issue isn't size. The issue is skill. Towns is extremely skilled. I mean, he's definitely a skilled. He is skilled like a forward. Mobley will eventually be probably a Chris Bosh with ball handling ability, with with playmaking ability. Um, and you know, and then you now you pair them up with with two really good defensive centers and Rudy Gobert and and. Um, and um um shit, shit. um crap rudy right. gobert and uh cat 
No, uh, Cleveland's. Oh, um, you said Mobley. Um, yeah, Mobley and and Allen. Is it? Yeah, Jared Allen. Jimmy Jared Christmas. Allen. Yeah. God. I have to think about that for a second myself. I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, both are tremendous defensive centers, and and I don't know. It's Cleveland was fun to watch last year. Uh, on the defensive end, Mitchell being there will help them offensively. And I think their defensive deficiencies in the backcourt or challenges in the backcourt will be covered up by Mobley and Allen. So, uh, anyway, we could go down the NBA rabbit hole. Hell, I could do an NBA podcast as, well, I'm as, much, as, I, <laughs> as much as I read and, <laughs> and watch. Um, I keep trying to drag Tyler Smith, who runs the Indie Legends podcast. Um, I keep trying to drag him into it, and he does other things too. So it's 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 tough to monopolize his time because he's got his own deal going, but I've enjoyed the, the three or four that we've done together along with Steve Isaac. So who's uh, on this, on this coaching staff at Logan sport. All right, man, we week two of the Metro Indy fall league. We're going to talk about that after we get updated on the recruiting. Let's do that right now. It's kind of a slow week, but we've had some commitments. So we got some stuff to talk about. Devin Woods, senior guard from Pike picked up an offer from Earlham. Austin Willoughby, senior forward from Whiteland, picked up an offer from Anderson. Sincere Germany, senior wing from Cathedral, picked up an offer from Franklin. Florida Badunga picked up a huge high major offer this week. The growing list, the junior from Kokomo, picked up an offer from Kentucky. And then Nick Ricard picked up an offer from Charlotte and then promptly committed to Charlotte, UNC Charlotte, most of us know it as UNC Charlotte. Uh, Kamari Jones, Richard, Richard is a uh, center as a senior center at Zionsville. For those, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. Kamari Jones, senior guard from Lawrence Central, had picked up an offer from West Carolina last week or last time, and he made a commitment right before the weekend to Western Carolina. And then Gavin Welch, senior forward from Newcastle, picked up an offer or had committed to Barry. Over the right before the weekend, um, or no, actually it was Monday morning, picked up or committed the berry. So the Sunshine, the Sunshine State Conference continues to recruit Indiana well. Uh, for those, I mean they've they've always had Indiana kids in that conference. Uh, Michael Volovic, Dwayne Gibson from Park Tudor, Joey Moreland from Fort Wayne Blackhawk. Of course, Link Darner was the head coach of Florida Southern. Uh, back in the day uh, when they won a national championship with, with Volovic, they brought Joey Moreland down from Blackhawk. You've got Patrick Bacon down there from Lawrence North. You've got uh, Malik Stanley down there from Warren Central. Uh, Bacon since has, has graduated, but, but they have, I mean, if I, if we did some more digging, they've got um, the Anderson kid from Lake Central is down there. Uh, good shooter from up there. They graduated a couple years ago. They have recruited Indiana almost better than the GLVC does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least the the, the non-Indiana teams. I, I, why the GLVC doesn't have a bigger presence in Indiana is still puzzling to me. But you know, obviously Indianapolis has their fair share, and and Southern, you know, when they're not when these guys aren't trying to get D one transfers, you know, they do pick up some Indiana kids, but. But the Sun, the Sunshine State Conference, they recruit Indiana a hell of a lot better than the rest of the GLVC. 
Any thoughts on any of those other any of those other kids or even Gavin? I mean, uh, I mean Nick Nick Ricard, um committing. Uh, I thought he was kind of one of those next twenty twenty threes that you would think would commit sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just slowly knocking out. You know, there's very few uh, kind of Division One players in that twenty three class in the state that are still left open. So um, seeing him, especially because we saw him in week two, which I'll I can talk about him a little bit later on. Yep. But uh, you know. He's a great skilled big man. I've always been a fan of him. His footwork, I think, is just tremendous. Um, but uh, it's good to see him commit. And then Devin Woods, uh, the first guy you mentioned, um, it's good to see him continuing to get some offers and stuff and get rolling. Again, I, I mentioned this before, I'm a big fan of his game. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to see him, you know, have a chance to go play at that next level. And and Kamari Jones to, to Western Carolina, he's a tremendous, tremendous shot maker. Yes, playmaker. And in the the rest of his game is, is gonna have to develop. I mean, he is exceedingly skilled. Uh I think, you know, there's times when the ball sticks with him. And there's times where he's you know, he gets a little zoned out on defense. And I think those will those things will change as he gets in a situation where there's there's a little bit more scripting on offense, there's a little bit more um a little bit more development of reads. You know, I think he's what he's outstanding at is what he'll do a lot in college is come off screen, you know, come off screens and hit shots. He's he's incredible coming off screens. And um, and, you know, I think the rest of his game is just a, a maturation process. He's um, he is um, one of the best shooters in the class. And I think that's going to be capitalized in, in Western Carolina and in the college. And I think, you know, you hate to talk about this stuff, but the transfer portal being what it is, you could see him going down there and being, uh, you know, a high volume scorer and be a kid then that transfers up and people wondering where the heck his recruiting was all along. And, and he just was sort of a late developer, but he's got amazing length. He's got incredible length and, and, and is a good athlete. And just, like I said, he's really He's got a lot of skill with the basketball. It, it does stick with him at times, uh, but but man, he can get into and he can get a shot up as, as well as anybody, and, and is, is certainly a good shooter. Yeah, I remember talking to Kyle Guy um, a few months ago about him. We were just talking about how mm-hmm. high his ceiling is. You know, he, that's that's pretty. You know, Kyle Guy's maybe a little biased with Lawrence Central. You know, everything like that. But you know, that's that's some pretty big compliments coming from a guy like that. So I mean, his his ceiling just through the roof in my opinion. And I agree with you, you know, he goes in, he puts up a lot of points and his time at Western Carolina, he could definitely move up um, to the mid-major and, you know, even maybe high major level. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously premature to talk about, you know, to get give too much of a thought about something like that, but, but it's, I mean, it's just the way it is. He'll be a guy that goes to Western Carolina. Let, let's at least put it this way. There's, he could be a guy that goes to Western Carolina and really produces and people wonder what the heck, happened to his recruiting and I, I think up to now really he only had one other division one offer if i if i'm not mistaken bethune cookman yes and and you know i think his offensive development when he really starts to mature um is just understanding of how how to really play without the basketball and he is uh he's gonna be he's got a chance to be pretty lethal at that level at that level yeah i agree all right, man, let's go on to the league. thought the games, you know, sometimes I think we juggle every year this idea of how we put these pools together. It is, for me, it is the method to the madness. 
Um, this year we opened up the, the varsity pools a little bit broader than what we had in the past. And I think we've got a couple of situations where there's a couple teams that are struggling. Um, I think if we would have had a, maybe with three pools of stack teams and one pool of sort of see what happens, I think we probably would have one or two fewer blowouts a week. <laughs> <laughs> But we we have had some we have had some really good games and you know it's just it does seem like there's always one team that gets kind of thrown to the wolves a little bit, um, but everybody wants to play up everybody you know that's what they all want to do and of course the older kids just don't care and um, but we do have some um, we have had a lot of competitive games those evening games are extremely competitive and yep. you know that's. Still kind of where the rubber hits the road, but we do have four legitimate varsity pools. So 24 teams, four pools of six. And I think we're going to see the the bracket play this, or this week. We're going to see some really good games, uh, even, you know, even better games because now they're based on record this week. And then of course we'll have bracket play, which of course is also based on record, but, but this week is kind of like a separation day for everybody, the good and the bad or the, you know, the good and the struggling. Uh, but uh, who who are some some kids that impressed you this week? Again, we're just for those who are listening, we're just talking about the games we saw. There's going to be kids that had great games, and I'm going to name four or five of them at the end who who maybe we didn't see, or at least I didn't see. And Kyler doesn't have access, doesn't have direct access to the box scores to the, the score sheets. So I'm just going through there the games I didn't watch any of and dragging some kids' names out to throw them in at the end just as a little bit of an extra pub. But these are the kids that we got a chance to watch. And, and Kyler, go ahead and start with, with some of the kids you saw. Yeah, I, I think it's appropriate to start with the guy that I thought had the best uh, best day out of anybody, and that's uh, Bob Bahani's, uh shooting guard, Isaac Andrews, uh, 2024 um, guard. Uh, man, he was just lights out, especially that second game. Um, watching him, I mean, he, he could get any basket he wanted to. Shot it so well from uh, – from behind the arc um you know he's always been known as a he's always been known as a high level scorer um and a really tough player just overall um but you know today like or sunday he um he was just shooting the ball so well and he had a few coaches i walking you know through just kind of looking at all the games and stuff had a few coaches stop and we were talking and they were asking about him things like that but uh no he had a really good showing there um and then another guy that uh was also a, maybe was a little overlooked um, just because he's not at that level that Isaac Andrew is, but a uh, guy that I coached um, from Shelbyville, Damon Badgley. Uh, he's a mm-hmm. 2025 um, 6'1 guard, I would say. Um, he was also our first game that uh, we were going. I mean, he was a bucket getter. I mean, like he, I gave, we gave him the ball. I mean, the team gave him the ball and like he just went out and he got a bucket. Um, and then there was times where I kind of wanted to take him out for a, uh, you know, for a break or whatever. And like even the teammates were like, no, keep him in, keep him in. He's keeping them us in the game. So, but his motor was on point, um, 15 foot and in, that was kind of where he, uh, where he was, uh, having some success. Um, his outside shooter, his outside shot, um, still is a little work in progress, a little bit slow on his release. Um, he's got a little flat jumper, but I mean, as far as, you know, getting to the rim finishing, I thought he did a great, great job. And even though he's a little overlooked at times, um, hopefully, you know, these type of performances, uh, stay consistent for him. Yeah. I had Andrews listed for the end of the podcast is my guys that played really well that I didn't get a chance to see. So I'll just delete him. That'll be good. 
Um, <laughs> then I looked awesome. down and realized, and then I looked down and realized I got one name overlapping, at least for the, from last week. We could talk about guys from last week. I'm hoping to name some new names, but man, if they deserve it, they you know they deserve it. And um, I'm gonna two kids that we talked a little bit. I think we talked a little bit about Jalen Hooks last week. How good it's it is to see him back playing. I thought even from last week to this week, he looks improved. He's smoother with the ball. Um, he is, um, you know, I still want to see him from the outside. You know, there's there's not a whole lot. I there's not a whole lot of um, there's not a whole lot of anybody coming off of, off of screens. So it's not like he's going to get those kind of catches in the you know in this league. It's anything that is like that is is penetrate and kick and he's one doing a lot of penetrating uh they are um he's matched up with some with a couple of good little guards uh, uh tillman etchison one of them from hamilton heights who's a who's a junior is kicking it out to him and 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 jalen does an outstanding job of driving he does a great job of changing directions in space or or in tight in, i'm sorry in tight spaces and i he just looks more and more fluid he looked more fluid this week than he did last week. Uh, Cannon catchings from Brownsburg. You look at him and you, he's, I mean, he's thin and you look at him and you think, Perfect. man, yep. okay. He's got, you know, he's definitely going to have to develop physically. You know, he's going to have to mature physically to play in the big 10. I mean, and that's, I mean, if he was a senior, I mean, he was a well-developed senior, he'd have to develop physically to play in the big 10, but you know, the frame concerns, Aside, he just pops, man. When he gets going, he just pops, and he has got, he has got some extremely, he's got an incredible amount of burst to him, and he's got, he's obviously got a lot of length too. I mean, he can go up on dudes. He shot the ball well this weekend, and and there's times you're just like, okay, you wonder physically, but I mean, when he finishes, he's not frail with it. I mean, he he goes, he doesn't mind going through people, and certainly contact does still impact him a little bit. But he's not out there worried about. It. He's not trying to avoid it, and I I really got a chance to watch him play. He just kind of glides, and there's times where he makes things look easy, and then there's other times where he just explodes off the page, you know, and he just pops. He looks different out there, and you know it's it's going to be cool to see it come together if he can if he can maintain weight and and stay healthy, and I mean he's not not that he's had any injury issues. But I mean, sometimes when guys like that have to put on weight, the you know the injury stuff sort of catches up to them, um, and that's through no fault of their own. That's just how it works um, sometimes. But but yeah, man, he was he was impressive this week, and and I'm gonna look forward to seeing him. I think we play him this week. No, we don't play him this week. We play the other kind of group that's got some Brownsburg kids on it. But but I'm looking forward to seeing him play again this week. Yeah, I mean, he just to me, he's just got a good feel for the game. You know, like you said, like that gliding part, that, that's perfectly, you know, that's a perfect description for him. Um, and then, you know, for me, I saw him a lot of times at the AAU in the Nike UIBL circuit with Indy Heat. I mean, there were times where he was just camping on the wing a lot, like a little bit too much in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, this past Sunday, I thought he was doing a lot of great explosive drives. And, you know, you kind of forget, you know, you look at him, how thin he is, you kind of forget how athletic he can be at times. So, well, he, um, he pop, you know, he pops athletically on the court. You know, in this you know, in this league, he's. I mean, it's look. It's still, it's it's not like every team has this great bundle of athletes that can keep up with him here. You know, in the summer, it is more athletic. It is there is longer, and and there's not a whole lot of player movement on that group he was with. 
I don't know that it suited his best interest developmental wise to play in a team that basically just kind of stands him around and waits for that kick out. I don't know if he's going to be an isolation type player out here. He looks great doing it, you know, there, and there's some teams even on Brownsburg schedule where athletically he's going to pop and he's going to be able to function in an isolation situation. Um, but, but, you know, in, in college coming to play at Purdue, he's going to play without the basketball. You know, he's going to come off screens. He's going to get a variety of screens. They may even run some ball screen stuff with him or, or any things that they do with their bigs, but they're, you know, with, with exchanges with bigs, they're going to be able to, to take advantage of, of, I think what I think he has is I think he's got an incredible IQ with, without the basketball, you know, and it, it just hasn't been, it wasn't utilized in the summer. And, and it isn't, um, <laughs> it isn't necessary necessarily in the fall league. So <laughs> um, it's, it, you know, it, there's, there's, there's some teams out there trying to run stuff. We're trying to run some stuff and the group that they've got, they do it. They do a good job of screen. That's a good group of juniors. Brownsburg's going to be, I mean, Brownsburg, I mean, they, they'll challenge, they'll challenge first. I mean, they'll, they'll challenge definitely this year uh, for they could wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked to see them come through. So come through the South wouldn't be shocked at all to see them come through and, and be at uh Gamebridge field house in March. Uh, they would have a tough road to go, but then I think when these guys next year, they may be a year away from being that. And I think when there's, when they're seniors, that Brownsburg group could be probably the number one team in four a or yeah, four a heading into the 2023, 2024 season. Yeah. Uh, Here's a question that I'm I'm curious your answer for mm-hmm. um, with catchings. When do you, how many years when he goes to Purdue? How many years do you think he's consistently a part of that rotation? Oh, probably three. If he's not redshirted his first year, and again, a lot That's of it is just, a lot of it is just physical. I mean, he is. You know, and I've I've coached kids like this. I've coached kids where. Colleges will tell you, hey, we're going to put 30, 40 pounds on him. He's going to be in. The answer is no. On certain body types, you can't do that. You know, you just, you can't, you can't do that with certain body types. You know, not that he's this level, but Anthony Davis is one of those situations with with your, your beloved Lakers where <laughs> I think he put on too much weight going into last year. And it was one of his worst non-instant, and, you know, look, instance injuries are hard to, hard to, um, to avoid. You know, or you can really avoid them. You know, it's they're they're unpredictable. But but wear and tear injuries and and muscle issues and you know tendon issues that comes with with gaining too much weight, even if it is deemed as good weight. You know, you can have too much weight and it be muscle because your frame is still your frame and it can handle a certain amount of certain amount of weight, regardless of what it is. Obviously, the more muscle it is than fat, the more you know, the better you are. But you know, I, I think that'll be they'll they'll probably want to put him in a position where he's not using a, a year. And, you know, not unlike they did with Trey Coffin this past year, where you really see them spend the year to reshape his body. And then you get a chance to see him, you know, play as a freshman, even albeit a redshirt freshman. And again, I don't you know, it also depends on what the uh, what the roster looks like, you know, how balanced it is at his position. But he could go there. I mean, hell, he could go there and redshirt a year play two years and be so fantastic athletically that he leaves early this could be what this could be one of those dudes that ends up like that wow 
where he just comes out of no to some he might come out of nowhere and you know to us the only thing that's kind of left with him is i mean assuming i mean he's going to be in the gym to work the only you know the one issue is going to be is physical yeah that's a that's a little bit of a hot take (laughs) i mean it might be yeah Save that I for mean, the hot he, take podcast. <laughs> he could go. Yeah, we're gonna have that, aren't we? We gotta get Zach up. We gotta get Zach's gotta get up to speed on that. He's gotta come with the hot takes. He hates hot takes. <laughs> Another one I had real quick, Jason Bell from North Central, 6'3 junior, plays for Coach Montez Washington's team. This the stretches that I saw him play, he's just kind of relentless and, and high motor kid. I didn't I didn't have I haven't had a chance to see him play much before this league. It was a JV kid at, at North Central last year, but they had also had a number of sophomores that dressed varsity. Um, he is uh, he's playing extremely well here. He's scoring extremely well, at least. And I, I think he pops athletically. So he was he was really good during the stretch of play that I watched on Saturday or on Sunday. Who else you yeah. got coming? Who else you got? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one guy off of your team, and I'm gonna go with uh, Joseph Anod Jr. from Pike, 2023 forward. Um, you know, I think every good team needs a guy that does all the little, all the dirty work. Who Um, was he, who was he playing with? You, right? No, no. Who's the guy with the long hair? Who's the guy with the long hair? Who's the guy with the long? On your, on your team. Well, definitely not him. He doesn't have long hair. Who's the guy with the long hair? From Pike? That's not him? No, he did. No, he's not. He he couldn't play because he's kind of banged up. Maybe I got my names mixed up then. Uh, you talking about Mace? Yes, that's Mace who I am. Mace yes, Hughes. I actually have him written down. I was reading off a different name. Um, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. I guess no, I yeah. guess there's a when he lets it out, it's long. Yeah. So no. Yeah. With uh. Yeah, Mace. Um. No, I'm back to what I was saying about it. I was like, no, everybody needs every team needs a guy that does all the dirty work, and that's mm-hmm. uh, like that's what he is. Um, you know, he's not going to wow you with like incredible shooting ability or and honestly just scoring in general. But you know, he's going to be he's going to play cleanup crew uh, with the rebounds, and I thought he did that excellently. And he moves so well for his size too, and that motor is just incredible. Um, very physical player, but I, I really enjoyed watching him uh, in one of your games that you uh, you guys were coaching. So I don't know if you want to add anything more to that. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a secondary catch guy, so he would be a good screener. He'd be good, you know, involved in some of our handoff stuff that we do with with bigs and littles. He's he's an undersized power forward from a recruiting standpoint. I think if you looked at him, like if I mean he would do well at a at a you know he would do great at Division three as a power forward. He's be one of the better athletes on the floor. Um, he is a physical kid. He can guard. I mean, I feel like I can put him on anybody. And yeah. this, you know, especially in this league, I, you know, he, the team he was on, he, he played for coach, coach Jace Thompson with one of our Kyle guy teams or we got two, he played with our, with coach Thompson's team in that age group. The only teams they struggled with were teams that had legitimate size. And because he was, he's their best defender, but at six, three, you know, he is still a kid, you know, he's still undersized to be guarding legitimate size. And that's, you know, for that group, this the past two summers, that was kind of where where things would unravel for them. They would do really well. Who will play? They would definitely advance and do well the first couple of bracket games, but then they would run into kids that were, you know, you know, kids that are going to be recruited bigs or or even highly recruited bigs and and struggle against that matchup. But 
he is um, very, very versatile for us in this league. He's very versatile for Lawrence North. You know, he's going to play, you know, probably one of their forward positions there for them. If not, you know, as I would imagine he'll start. He does all the grunt work that you talked about. Rebounds extremely well. Um, can get up and, and play at the rim if he needs to. And I, I just, I love him defensively. I love him. Vert- I mean, I love the versatility that he brings to the floor. Um, you know, he would have been a kid that he definitely could have helped us this past summer. And, you know, that would have been, um, you know, but we don't do that. <laughs> we, don't just, <laughs> we don't just take our, our missing link was that one more like really good defender who, who could guard bigs and and not ideal at six three, but certainly willing, and yeah. and definitely definitely able to a point. And you know him alongside Jake, we could have been able to throw out some, a little bit. We could have been able to have a really good defensive rotation with that crew. But but um, no, I think for this league too, he's he drives it well, and runs the floor. And and like I said here, he guards everybody. But yeah. You, you, everybody needs a player like that. Do you know uh, what AAU team he was on this past yeah, summer by chance? Yeah, Kyle guy. Yeah, our second, uh, our second. Okay, group. okay. So I yeah. mean, basically a team that was really good one through four, including okay. including Joseph Anon, but they had okay. no five, no real five. So yeah, and then um, another guy. Uh, that I was not familiar with until I actually played up against him uh, for in our second game. Stephen Acase from Tippecanoe Valley. He's a 2026 center. Um, I think he's around 6'5", from what I can remember. Very interesting center. Um, still very raw around the basket, but or skill-wise, but um, he's just a huge player that takes up a lot of space. Um, he does not like it. I, I told my team this because I noticed it a little bit. He does not like when the defense gets a little physical on him. But as far as him just using his body to create space on the post-up, I mean, he did a great job. And I didn't have the size to really match up with him because I was missing uh, Cole Henry from uh, last week. But, uh, you know, he he was very interesting. I I never heard of him, but he looks like a guy that, uh, you know, I think he's going to grow his game. He For, like, as far as, like, strength and, you know, not skill-wise, definitely, he's kind of like a mini Flory Madunga, honestly. Just massive size and just – I was very very, uh, surprised. I'd never even seen him. I don't know. Have you seen him? Uh, no, I no. Hold on a second. With um, even a case from from TV or from yeah. Tippecanoe Valley. Yeah, a case. A K A S E. Hold on a second. Here, let me get there. I had to do some research on him. Me too. Probably a probably a Casey or a Casey. You think so? But he might be a transfer. Uh, yeah, I never, I never, I didn't even see him at the. No, he's a freshman. He's a, he's a freshman. Yeah. So that's what that's what it is. He's a freshman. Okay. I was just say he was not on the roster last year. So you you did say he was a freshman. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's but playing with that is, Wap- I, that Wapahani group. Yeah, and I did. I didn't even like see him at the freshman showcase with Prep Hoops uh, last month or a month, two months ago. But yeah, I was very surprised. I mean. He's still very raw, like I mentioned, but I mean, he's ginormous and he is a just naturally strong athletic guy. Well, it's two things. It's sometimes the smaller schools, kids like that will slip through the cracks a little bit. And the other thing, too, is I think they had such a late coaching change that, you know, I don't know who the information would have gone to, you know, at the, at the school. So they had some 
turnaround, including their athletics director leaving to take a boys coaching job at Hobart. So they had some turnover in their athletic department. So it could have also been that any information that went there didn't get passed through uh, just because they were shuffling the decks pretty well. But, but yeah, t- typically New Valley's going to, they've got a nice young group. We've, we've talked a little bit in the past uh, about, about Shepard, Riley Shepard. Basically they have everybody back from last year on a team that was a team that was pretty good. And, and they, they do, they did lose, they did lose Dawson Perkins. There's six, seven senior. They did lose two starters. But the core of their scoring, Shep, Riley Shepard, Noah Cumberland, those guys are back. Tate Kaiser, those guys are back, and they've got a good group of guys. Their JV was pretty good last year, and they have some decent length in the JV too. So be curious to see what level he cracks. Um, if he's a JV kid or if he's – does he think he's a varsity kid as a freshman or do you think he's probably going to be a JV guy? I think just because of how raw he is, I think you start him off in JV, but I definitely see him playing um, some varsity. I mean, he's just he's huge. So yeah. like he's not like as far as like height, not really. I mean, he's still still only like six five, but I mean, as far as just natural <laughs> strength and uh, yeah. physicality, I mean, that's just what he is. So I, I I can see him playing some varsity minutes this year for sure. Yeah, throw out a couple more. Unless you're are your list getting shorter? How are you? Uh, I mean, it's getting shorter, but I could throw out a couple more names. Uh, one, Logan Imes. Uh, he came for the first time this this uh this league. Um, well, yeah, their, their team did. wasn't. Yeah, their team wasn't there last week, so yeah, they had so many. Yeah. Kids. We had two teams last week that uh could not make it, and they called. I mean, they didn't just not show up, but they uh they, yeah they because of fall break absorbed so many players. We had a couple teams show up despite fall break and just brought subs. Uh, this group, understandable, give me the heads up, which was nice, which means I don't have to schedule games and rent, pay gym rent, pay court rental and pay referees to sit around and do nothing. So, Right. No, but uh, he did a good job running the show for his team, as as usual, as you would expect. Um, it stuck out to me. He looks to be fully healthy from the injuries he battled last season. Um, was making real smart decisions on the offensive end. Um, I always think him and uh, Nick Ricard, um I think those guys play well together, just that one-two punch. Um, so it was good to see those two kind of play play great together. And then speaking of Nick, um, I thought he did a great or I thought he did a great job against uh Jalen Hooks uh, for the most part, um, on both ends. So and with Nick, you know, I've always said this. I think fundamentally, I think he's the best big man um in the 2023 class, um, footwork and scoring. Um footwork and scoring, um, finishing around the rim is great as always. So those two being back, it was good to see, watch those, watch those two in action um, before the high school season gets kicked off. And, you know, that team in general, I thought that was a pretty good roster. And I think it's going to get better with other guys coming back. Yeah. They, they, and they still had some fall, fall break guys missing. We, we should be through the fall break portion. I hope of so. The, <laughs> of the fall league. So um, the judge brothers from lapel. I, Brody judge was, was strong both games that I got a chance to see. I didn't watch all of each either game, but I got a chance to watch the, the the second half of one, the first half of another. And then his brother Bodie uh, came through in the, the second game and they, they're doing well. Coach, coach Rock's got a nice group. That's effectively his AAU team. They're, they're playing. Um, they are, they're, they're playing other sophomores and, and juniors basically and doing, doing really well, probably have them one pool down. They probably should have been a, a pool up 
but uh, there, there's a couple teams in there that they're going to face here. Their, their games this weekend should be good, and bracket play should be should be pretty competitive for them. But uh, they've not all been blowouts, but they've they've definitely held their own, and and those two guys have been really good. A kid that I like this past summer, he does play in our Kyle Guy Elite program from Mount Vernon, Tanner Teschendorf. You know, look, Mount Vernon's going to be really young this year. They're, they they could go super young if they wanted to with with the Julian Smith and and Romani Wells. They could also go young with Tanner Teschendorf as sophomore. Those other two I named were, were really good freshmen that you're going to hear a lot of the next four years. But Tanner Teschendorf can flat out stroke the ball, man. He is and he plays so hard. He's he's good without the basketball. He can shoot off ball screens. You know, I think there's going to be some question defensively from a recruiting standpoint. If you, you know, where does he guard? Where can he fit in guarding the wing? I think that's going to be the thing for him. Uh, but, but man, he looks good in the summer and, and he just, I just love his energy. I love his motor. And, he, and again, he shoots it so well. And another kid that I thought played hard this weekend that, that uh, missed the first week because of fall break, Antonio Warfield from Tenley. He plays with Coach Turner's team, 6'2 junior who with, you know, two guys we didn't cover during our transfer pod, because I'm not sure a whole lot of people knew about it. The Pinkstons have transferred from Tenley to Southport and probably as much for football as anything. Yeah. But at the same time, they're gone. So they leave a big vacuum, big void in their, uh, their roster for this year. And Warfield was going to fill some of it. And obviously, you know, Obviously, Dijon is going to fill some of it as well. Um, Dijon Scott, Dijon Hall, excuse me. Dijon Hall is going to fill a lot of that void as a freshman. And, you know, Tinley will be, um, they're going to have to rebuild a little bit this year, but they'll still be potent offensively. And Warfield, uh, he reminded me a lot last week of um, of the kid from, the, the kid from Taylor that I got a chance to watch, um, Makai McGee. Very, very smooth, good mid-range jump shot, elevates extremely well, but then it can also get to the basket. And he was – he had a great motor this past this past Sunday. Yeah, I got one more. Um, All right. Real quickly, just wanted to mention him. Uh, another guy that I played against in our first game, uh, Talion. I'm going to butcher his last name. I think it's Bowler um, from West Vigo, 2025 yeah. Winton. Um, it is. I've got him listed. Yeah, no, he was uh he was excellent. Uh, my team just really couldn't stop. I mean, he didn't have to uh he have to move a whole lot from the wing or the corner, just how well his team was moving the ball against us. But uh, I mean, he was knocking down shots left and right. Didn't need a whole lot of space to get a shot off. Um, to me, just watching him for I think honestly, I think for the first time, really. I mean, it looks like he has a pretty good feel for the game. He gets to his spots quickly. Um, and he's just got a good shooting stroke. But uh, I thought he stood out. Um. Another guy that I feel like is a little, you know, under the radar a little bit. So, but yeah, really good showing in front of me. Yeah, he'll he should see some pretty consistent varsity minutes this year if he if he didn't see enough last year. But yeah, I'll I'll get to him in a minute when I get to that list. Uh, quick three kids. One I'll talk a little bit about, more about. The other two I'll just throw in there because I thought they were effective and and played awfully hard. Caden Patterson. Uh, from Indianapolis Lutheran, he plays six six senior forward. He plays for Coach Butler's team in the fall league, and plays with him on his Indy Eagles team for AAU as well. Uh, he and his twin brother have been varsity starters for Lutheran since. Well, Caden's been a varsity starter since he was freshman. Uh, his his other brother is 
got a lot more time as a sophomore. And last year, you know, Lutheran has been good while they've been there. Caden's been a big part of that. Athletic, I think he's very good around the paint. Not just, not just, I mean, he's not a post player. He's good driving. I mean, he's good mid range catch guy. He can drive and finish. He can finish at the rim. Uh, he's definitely more of a forward. I'd like to see, see a little bit more of his range. Um, but he's got a, again another kid that's got a great motor. If you got a really good motor, you're going to thrive in leagues like this. And he's a kid that plays hard pretty much anytime I ever watch him play. And again, he was affected this last week. Kid I had never seen before from Whitco, six six junior, Kyle Kroll, uh, Coach Adams's group. Uh, Casey Adams runs the team focus program out of Fort Wayne. Does an outstanding job of coaching. His his guys are excellent coaches. Um, he is he's one of the best summer coaches there are, there is um, longtime friend too so maybe a little bit biased but there's a reason why he's he's got a lot of things going on up at Fort Wayne and he's got a lot of good there's a lot of good reasons to play for Casey's teams especially if you live in the Fort Wayne area but uh, Kyle again I thought was again active you know a lot, a lot of these guys especially some of these kids we don't know a whole lot about are going to stand out because they play hard. We talked a lot last week about Josiah Ball. Kyle Crawl, kind of the same thing. Maybe not as long, maybe not as skilled as Ball, but but a kid that I thought was was effective. And then a guy we played against, and I probably need to name two more guys here, but a guy we played against I had never seen before, uh, Noah Lovon from Providence. Uh, he played with Coach Howe's team. He's actually a transfer in. Well, he's an Indiana kid who played at Trinity in Louisville. And now is has moved over to Providence in Indiana, and you know he is he was pretty effective against us. And I thought that he was physical kid. He was kind of talking some crap to some of our guys, and and I think once they figured out that he wasn't going to shoot the ball from from range, <laughs> I think things got a little tougher for him. And you know, again, you talked about Mace. We put Mace on him, and that <laughs> that kind of ended it. Uh, you know, and, and he, he's a guy that would drive into the paint, get there and, and even, you know, use his body to his advantage or, or excellent footwork and finishing. And as, as, as good as Mace was, once we just made that adjustment and put him on, on this, on Lovan, he, before that point, he was giving us fits, you know, he had 15 against us. Uh, shot free throws well, and um, you know Providence is going to be your defending two A state champ. They're going to have their hands full with Brownstown, and I think two A in the South is as good as any of the uh, you know any of the semi state options there are at, at any class. There's a lot of good teams in two A down south, especially, and Casey Kalen is going to be their guy this year. Um, you know they are going to be Providence is going to be one of the top two A teams in the state. And, you know, Casey Kalen is also a kid that played, you know, against us and always liked his game. He did not shoot the ball well uh, from range against us this past week because we know a lot about him. You know, we were like we didn't give him any room this year and uh, he wasn't going to get a whole lot of room. Uh, but uh, yeah, those guys, we had, a, we had a tight game. It was we ended up winning, I think, by five or six. And it it, it, it took a couple of, you know. Not a whole lot of coaching in the fall league, but we do get to coach situations. And, you know, that's one of those deals where we started making some specific defensive uh, assignments versus just switching or going out and guarding whoever the heck's next to you. Um, and, and that sort of won the day. But but I thought uh, 
Lovan Crawl were, were both two guys I'd never seen before. Wanted to get their names out there. And Patterson is a kid I've liked, and and he's backing it up with his play. Anyone else? The only other guy I had on my list was uh, Cannon Catchings, and you covered yep. him pretty well. So, uh, yeah, we got him. Uh, all right, so four more guys here real quick, and I'm just going to name their names. These are four guys that, again, we didn't see much of. I didn't see much of. And they, but specifically, these are guys that shot the heck out of it this week. These, all these kids had at least five threes in a game and, and more. I mean, not, you know, scored in other ways, but uh, a league stalwart is Orlando Hall from Tenley, senior. We're going to name a senior, a junior, a sophomore, and a freshman. Orlando Hall, better known as LA, uh, senior guard from Tenley. He's playing with Coach Jones's group. Uh, Bryson Seymour, again, Named him last week. Didn't realize that when I was making my list out. Uh, this, But this list is just strictly based on made threes. These guys really shot the heck out of it. Bryson Seymour, 6'4", junior from Fishers, plays with Coach Imel's group, which will be a group that we play this week. So he'll definitely be getting some attention during the uh, pregame chit-chat. Sophomore that you just named, Talon Bowler from South Vigo, six foot, uh, six foot guard. And then Sam Connett is a 5'7 freshman from Cathedral who plays with Coach Aldridge's group, uh, which would be that Blue Trips group that's based kind of out of Indy, kind of out of Anderson. There's sort of a mix there geographically. But Sam Connett, uh, he he had an outstanding game. And I actually saw a couple of his shots. He's got a pretty quick release. And, and at 5'7", he's going to have to be. He's going to have to have a quick release. But um, – you know, those four kids shot the heck out of it. And, you know, I'm going to get a chance to see Bryson Seymour up close in person this week. So we're going to see, we're going to see what he's made of. Um, he, um, we're not going to give him a whole lot of room. I just hope the numbers are accurate in the score sheet so I can tell our guys which one he is. <laughs> you, you put Mace on him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, Fisher's. If this kid's going to shoot it like this, you know, and they, they've added, you know, Tade Metzger, you know, they start, maybe they got some pieces now that are going to create kind of space, you know, for, for Jalen Harrelson, you know, so guys that, you know, in this case, in, in, the, in the case of Seymour, chance to step up and, you know, get varsity minutes, you know, that usually happens in big schools when you're a junior. Uh, so he's going to, if he shoots like that, man, that's going to be, Interesting piece because there's going to be a lot of defensive detention on Har- attention on Harrelson and and Metzger. Metzger's a little bit more of a known quantity or a known quality uh, transferring down from Marion. Uh, but this guy's kind of showing up, and I'm digging it. I may have to throw some notes around and make sure boys in blue know what the heck he's got. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student-athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at BoxOutSports.com. If you're an administrator, you certainly should be checking out BoxOutSports.com because it can be useful for all of your sports in promoting all of your student-athletes. Thank you for listening to the podcast or to Courts at Indiana podcast. Wow, how do I butcher my own read? If you listen every week, we certainly appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone tablet or desktop and as always we'd appreciate a rating and review especially a five-star rating and you can reach us directly on our courtside twitter and instagram at courtside ind 
That's Courtside IND with your Twitter or Instagram. We definitely will take some content ideas, although we are getting into the thick of it, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I mean, basketball's coming up. I mean, we are, it's... We are not going to lack for content. No. Those days, are, those days are done until Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend. It's a good. Basically. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Keeps me off the streets. <laughs> I might okay. have some news. I might have some news in the next week or so uh, regarding another project I'm working on. Um, eh, not really a project. Call it a job. So we'll see. It's also basketball related. So that's never a bad thing. Nope. Um, but we'll we'll get more into that maybe later. It'll probably be more of a of a read than an announcement, more of an advertisement than an announcement. But I, I'll get once I get more organized and get stuff ready to roll, then I'll announce it to. We'll we'll talk about it more. Yeah, we won't talk about it more in here. But it'll it'll be definitely be a read. They'll they'll be a it'll be a sponsor for my podcast. Let's for this podcast. All right, man. What do you got coming up? So right now. Uh... I mean, we've got obviously we got week three of uh, fall league coming up, but uh, right now I'm working on a uh, Dane Five story um, for nice. at the Hoosier.com. Uh, he was recently on uh, Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, um, and he talked about um, talked about how he's getting into TV um, right now while he's not coaching. So he's going to be doing some commentating and calling some games. Uh, nice. He said for Oakland, um, he's going to be one of them, and then he's hoping to get some uh, shots doing some Big Ten stuff this year as well. So I'm going to write a little piece on that. Um, I'm hopingly I can finish it up tomorrow. Um, just got done transcribing the, the the video and uh, just kind of getting all the quotes out there. But I uh, got that working on, and then I'm finishing up my uh, Indiana scholarship player uh, previews for the season. I've got the I've got three freshmen that I got to knock out, so um, those will be coming within the next two weeks. And then after that, I mean, IU exhibition game coming up in less than two weeks and ten days, and then we're off and running with the high school season and, you know, college basketball. So it's, it's getting busy. It's kind of creeping up on me and I, I don't know if I'm ready for it or not. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's fun. It's still work. It's still time consuming. Yeah. My dad so, told me you do something you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And he's not wrong, but it's still, still, still time consuming. Yep. And, I love and, it. Yep. Absolutely. And tell them again where they can find your work. Yeah, so I'm at the Hoosier.com, uh, Indiana Rivals. So one of the two, it'll take you to the same place. Do a lot of recruiting work for them and, you know, basketball stories and everything. And then I'm uh, I'm at Prep Hoops Indiana, too. So uh, uh, that's a bit major recruiting site. And we'll have a lot more – I'll have a lot more content coming up when the high school season gets started with that. Um, a few articles, stories that I do every year um, for them. So, uh, so, yeah, you can find me there. And then you can find me at Twitter, at Kyler Staley. Pretty simple enough there. Yep. All right, Kyler, appreciate it. We'll talk again next week, and we'll see you Sunday. Awesome. Sounds good.